On 1116 SEN, the Four Diegos. G'day everyone and welcome to the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Good evening, Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this uh, coolish uh, Wednesday night. Nice to have the cool weather. Vinny Venezuela's back in the house. Good evening, Rodrigo. Hello, listeners. And the uh, weatherman, uh, Warren Diego, is here looking tuned in. And, yeah, yep, uh, no. ready to go. Yeah, no, it's my last show, Rodrigo. For and that's whatever. No, forever? That's forever. <laughs> oh. I'm signing off. And um, just quickly, self-indulgent, it might, it's my beautiful wife's 50th birthday oh, today. Yes. So um, to, to Suze out there, you're a champ. So happy Fantastic. birthday. Happy birthday, um, Mrs. Diego. Yes. And Carlos, welcome to you. How are you there, Rodrigo? Yes, I was so it. happy when he said it's his last show, but it's only for a couple of weeks. It's only for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Jeez, melodramatic. And Susie it? Diego, yes. Warren doesn't deserve that fine woman. <laughs> he doesn't. Not at all. No, Not at all. It's um, a great name, Susie Diego, isn't it? Goes okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we've got a big show for you tonight. Um, we're catching up with Adam Taggart uh, mm. from Perth Glory very, very shortly, and uh, I'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. Uh, your text messages on 0433. 98 11 16 and of course tonight's show is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors tax talk best on plumbing and the northern football academy at st monica's college in epping rodrigo what about brandan's acl is any of the show brought to us by that <laughs> well i think uh tax talk because uh, i'm still worried yeah. <laughs> it's not over just because we've yep. given the t-shirts away mate we're in discussions with uh, tax talk and best on plumbing does your tax position change when you go onto the injured list in terms of the way you're paid and the amount of money that you're being paid well in stuff? the old in the cell you got zero income <laughs> They didn't look after you, and in fact, it was a bit of IOU in those days there, so it probably affected your tax okay. status then, but uh, these days, I think it's professional enough, oh, and the good. PFA makes sure, Warren, the union, yep. you know, I know you're a union man. Yeah, I am a union man. The union and men. You, you, you once used to, you were once I, a union I, man. Look, yeah, I, I self-police my own union these days, <laughs> but... Uh, but you know, you're a union man through am, and through, and you'd love what the PFA does for the players these days. Yep. Any injuries, get looked after the very boys. Good. Absolutely. Very, very, very Can you imagine him, um, Brandon, being in, in a meeting with his union official saying, what do you mean you just accepted the T-shirts? <laughs> 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 they just gave you T-shirts? <laughs> Hey, by the way, and thanks to uh, Kevin Hillier. Good to see Kevin. Uh, was just on before the Diego. He gave us a bit of a warm embrace. Yes, when he, saw he us did. Tonight, didn't yeah, he? he was so kind with his words Great about the Diego's. <laughs> Great to see him. Who knew yeah, he could all... speak French? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, as I said, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Hi, Marie, too. By the way, yes, good day, Marie. Yeah. Nice to nice to talk to you again. Hey, um, boys, let's kick it off now because Warren, you mm. mentioned that this is your last show. That's yeah, it is my last show. Melodramatic. Yeah, because no, it, it was. was. You are going. On a trip, trip of a, of a lifetime, lifetime yeah, without you? the Diego's, yep. on your own. You know the reason why I'm going. What, why you got, you got going, a hall pass? No, no. The reason, <laughs> the reason I'm going is because of the government changes to the 18C, the the discrimination. Oh right. Because they're change. Carlos has been insulting, offending, and hum- humiliating me yep. for quite some time. And I've harassed you too. <laughs> <laughs> so no matter what happens with that legislation, yeah. I'm not going to feel any better. No, seriously. I've talked a lot about Liverpool. Yeah. Well, I've talked a little bit about Liverpool. And Except in that time, that period of time where you, <laughs> you went to Bolton. 
Yeah, I went to Bolton, although <laughs> actually in planning this trip, I actually tried to squeeze a Bolton game in. Oh, Couldn't geez. quite manage it. So it's like going to see the other to, woman. We're going to Stoke instead. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it is a trip of a lifetime. I'm going away with a, a good friend of the Diego's next week for a couple of weeks in England, watching Liverpool play the Merseyside derby, then yep. Bournemouth midweek, and... Stoke on the following Saturday, which is three of the the final five games of the season. It'll be pretty season-defining for Liverpool. If they happen to win those games, they'll probably play Champions League. And um, a few other things chucked in. Grand National, Grand National, golf at Royal Hoylake in Liverpool. (laughs) Um, What else? A tour of Liverpool, a few other things. So it is a trip of a lifetime. And I'm actually, I'm prepared to come on. Not oh, next from, Wednesday because I'll be flying, but I, the following Wednesday, oh, I think we'll be on the golf course Fantastic. somewhere. Yep. So I'm prepared to come on and have a bit of a chat, and that'll be after the um, Merseyside Derby. So looking forward to it. Fantastic. Yep. And you're going to catch up with uh, our good friend, Mark. Yeah, yeah hopefully. I, I get a sense, though, that Mike could be leaving the country knowing that I'm coming in. But we'll well, be in. Like, Martin Tyler, that's you'll be having that's dinner a, with him, won't that's he? That's who I was going to talk Well, he's been on the phone, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're in London for a, a few days before we come back. So I might try to catch up with those luminaries of the game. All yeah. right, fantastic. Yep. We just thought uh, we let you, our listeners, into Warren's excellent adventure there. If people want me to come back or not, you know, let me know on the SMS or any suggestions, <laughs> any suggestions as to what they'd like me to do I'm while I'm I'm kind of I'm hoping that there. you're going to be the Fox Sports uh, guy that gets paid nothing to do stuff <laughs> I'm half the time new, ago. I'm the new Daniel Garvick and yeah, Daniel, Daniel Garb, Garb, yeah. David Garb. Look at the way those guys kicked on, though. If I do something for nothing for well, a while, well, po- if you live on the poverty line there long enough, <laughs> you know, you might get a job on Fox Sports or something. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to ask Daniel if he wore the same suit every day, <laughs> yeah, you know, or every time he got yeah, on, on yeah. camera. Because that was but, the yeah. only suit he had. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. uh, he's doing very well for himself yeah. now. Hey, um, Scott in Craigieburn has given us a call. G'day, Scott, and welcome to the show. Evening, amigos, and Warren, how are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Scotty, so you're you're ringing up to wish me all the best, yes? As a Liverpool supporter, of course I am. Oh, I know you are. Yes. See, there, there's something in common. And you know, after that's all. the divide. You know, we may ha- we may be divided by the city and victory divide, but Liverpool, the mighty Reds, bring us together. Actually, Scotty, if Warren declares tonight or announces tonight that he's running a tour <laughs> on his trip, would you would you jump on his tour? <laughs> oh. Uh, Let, let's open up the tour, the Warren tour. <laughs> Warren's excellent adventure. Uh, it's it's going to be a good adventure. Yep, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If, if, if I could afford to, I'd definitely go, mate. So on my bucket list to go there. It's a bit yep. hard at the moment with a two-year-old son. Yeah, no, it is. I've got older oh, Warren just leaves his kids here. I've it's, actually it's, sold my children to actually <laughs> get on this trip. So. No, no, he leaves them at the airport. They'll be there for for a couple of weeks. His food. Yeah, yep. That's it. That's it. So Warren, is there? Uh, sorry, Scott. Is there anything else uh, you want to say? Yeah, it'd be great if you could bring me back, uh, you know, an autograph from uh, the Klopp and just whatever you do, Warren, don't go near the Shankly Gates, mate, because uh, if he finds out you follow City, he could be in a bit of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'd just like to thank you guys for the tickets for next week and I'll see you for the lunch. Yes. Oh, yes. oh good on you, Scotty. No, looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, got the day off work, so um, uh, now it's got to organise my business attire to go there, mate. <laughs> well, you know it's black tie. <laughs> Don't do that. No, do it's we? actually fancy dress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Scotty, no. thanks for uh, the best wishes, and I hope you have a really good time at the lunch next week. I'm disappointed I can't be there with you, but um, I will take a photo outside of the Shankly Gates and. 
I'm actually only 10 seats away from, 10 rows back from Jurgen Klopp. So if I actually, you'll be photobobbing. If the moment you? overcomes me, yeah. I may charge down. <laughs> I may charge down to the fence. So looking forward to it. Good on you, yeah. Scott. Uh, yep. A bit, yeah, it would be good if you can hold up a sign, you know, cheerio. And yeah, yep. Yeah. No, I'll look to do that. Yep. Yeah, and yep. I'm thinking of uh, thinking of getting me haircut for the business lunch. Maybe a Brandon haircut. Maybe have a party in the front, business party. Yeah. I think you can get those wigs at those cheap sort of party places. So, yeah, get one of those for sure. No, I look Enjoy forward. Trip anyway, mate. No, no worries. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks for that. Look forward to seeing you at uh, Community and Business uh, next Friday. With, thanks That's to the nice FFC. of Scott, you know, because... We've been a bit antsy from time to time, you know. He's oh, that's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Hey, guys, the Socceroos, uh, tomorrow night at a really good time, I've got to say. 11 o'clock our time mm. is kickoff, so I can't wait. This is, of course, the uh, World Cup qualifier against Iraq in Tehran, which is in Iran. So, hey, I've uh, just been watching a bit on uh, on the internet, of course, and on Twitter, and the boys are excited, and... Uh, you know, they're playing, going to play in a bit of a cow paddock, but uh, I'm looking forward to this. Warren, are you nervous? Well, the cow paddock is good preparation for the, f- the game the following week at the <laughs> Sydney <laughs> Football Stadium, so they're well prepared. Look, I asked the question before, and Carlos counselled me, as he always does, and said, ask it on air. So I will. I'll ask the luminary of tactics and, you know, the, the minutiae of the game that yep. Carlos is. They can't lose, can they, Carlos? There's, no, they'll there's win. only one no, result. No, yeah, they'll, they'll win. Do you get a sense that it, they're, galvanized, they're, they're galvanized? Is it talk or do you think there's, they've come into camp with a, a renewed sense of purpose and a galvanized sort of mentality they're going to take these last five games by storm? Well, I mean, Ange wanted to shake things up and he has. And no one feels like they're, you know... Everyone's on their on the edge of their seats, wondering whether they're going to be in the team or not. This and that. I mean, none of these guys know whether they're playing. Um, of course, some of the you know some of the established players probably know they're going to be playing, but there's extra pressure on those guys. Look, they're going to win, no question. They're going to win. But I'm totally <laughs> like no, no. I, I can say that, but I, I get anxious about <laughs> soccer is all the time. And uh, and you know, uh, what's saving them? I think. Uh, and why I'm absolutely certain we're going to win tomorrow night is it's not like it's going to be a Thailand game where the king just died and the players are playing for the king's family and there's 100,000 ties, uh, not, not only in the, in the, in the stadium, but it, you know, all through the country just wanting Australian blood and at the same time cheering their guys well, on. Well, there'd be about two unlike, people in the unlike stadium. Unlike the Iraqis who are trying to rebuild the nation. No, no, but, they're playing, in, no, but they're playing in Tehran, yeah. in oh, Iran. So that's, and the crowd. Yeah, the crowd. That's there what won't I'm be a crowd, will there? there? Yeah, there's eight, it's a capacity of 8,000 people. And I don't think 8,000 Iraqis are going to come over from Iraq. No, to, you wouldn't probably go no. to Iran for yeah. the away game. So the games are so, we've so struggled. So it'd be like a city game. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> games are we've struggled, you know, in the, you know, in in the cauldrons, in the you know those those uh, really loud and frantic sort of cauldrons, have been the game where we lost against Jordan in Jordan, if you remember that. And when these teams get their tails up in front of their home crowds, they're unbelievable. And Thailand, we drew that game, uh, and in the end, probably a bit lucky to draw it. Mm. So, uh, but it's, that's not going to happen uh, tomorrow night in Tehran. So the atmosphere won't be there, the the baying for blood won't be there, and it's just a matter of us just keeping our heads. And just overrunning a team that's clearly inferior to us. Carlos, do you think Ange has brought in Riley McGree just to 
to get the boys thinking, let's do it for the kid. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's galvanise around the kid. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, the I didn't, new blood. I, actually, I can be pretty certain that he didn't do that, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, I can too. You sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm not even going to speculate on that one. Uh, Riley's there because Andrew really believes that, you know, he, he can add something. I, I don't know how a kid who's only played 13 games can add something to an established squad in the World Cup qualifier like that. It's a huge risk to bring someone like that in if you don't plan at all to play him because you're taking up a spot in a 23-man squad. So, um, look, Ange has got his reason, and it's probably going to do wonders for this kid's development. I was watching a little bit of video of their training, and they were playing this sort of small-sided game. And this Riley McGree was asking for the ball. He was demanding the ball from teammates. So I think that what that does to the kid's development is, even if he doesn't play, and he probably won't play, he'll go back to Adelaide thinking... It's amazing. The penny drops and you suddenly you grow in your in your stature and, and your confidence and yeah. If he does play, he'll leave one lung out there. That because yeah. it's an opportunity. Yeah, but there's other guys who'll play before him, Vinny. I just can't wait for this. It's uh, Fox Sports have got this game, Iraq versus the Socceroos in Tehran at 11 p.m. That's kickoff. I think the telecast probably starts a little bit earlier, um, but just can't, can't wait for that. And then five days later, we take on the United Arab Emirates at the Sydney Football Stadium. That's on the 28th of March. Can't wait for that. Love the Socceroos playing, and this is for real stuff. It's a World Cup qualifier. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with uh, Adam Taggart from Perth Glory right here on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night uh, here on the Four Diego's. Hey, uh, we're talking about Warren, of course, and his uh, excellent adventure off to the UK. So, um, yeah, you're getting a lot of love, Warren. Thank um, you. A lot for of, a change. A lot of uh, people <laughs> saying, happy to see you go. <laughs> uh, Is that love? Is that how Peter, you're interpreting it? from Cheltenham wants to know if you're going to be at the cop end. Yep. Are you? No, actually, I'm in the main stand for both games. Oh, oh prawn sipping, sandwiches sipping, for you. Sipping, yeah, yeah, no, I'm in the, I'm, I'm with the, the well healed. Yep. Hey, as I said earlier, we are catching up with one of the stars of the A League. We're crossing all the way to Perth, and uh, Adam Taggart is waiting on the line. G'day, Adam, and welcome to the Four Diego's. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure, mate. Nice to have you along. Hey, you've had a break uh, in the split round. Um, you had a bad loss to Melbourne Victory just before that, but uh, you've rested up now and you've got a big, big game this weekend against Sydney FC. How are you feeling for that game? Yeah, no, really good. I think um, sometimes you can rest, do you are the world of good. So it was good to have the weekend off and sort of just regroup and, and sort of reassess um, you know, where we're at and, and exactly what we can achieve going into the um, into the last four games. So. We're all, we've all been back in training, really refreshed and, and revitalised. So uh, it's, it's a massive game for us this weekend, and, and we all can't wait. Um, Adam Warren Diego here. I'm interested in your coach Kenny Lowe. I'm, I'm wondering if he goes ballistic at small-sided <laughs> games that you have at training. Is he as is he as is he as interesting? And I, I mean this genuinely because I think you know we understand that managers have to be half mad to actually take on the job. And I've always bar for maybe him overstepping the mark from time to time on the sidelines and copying punishment, he gives me the impression that be, he'd be a fun guy to be coached by and it would be fun turning up to training, half not knowing what he expects, and he'd have really good fun with the players. Am I right in what I say about him as a coach day-to-day? Yeah, look, I mean, I think sometimes on the sideline it doesn't completely... Um, show exactly what it's like, um, you know, going into training each day. He's, he's a really happy and, and nice guy, very approachable and 
and he's one of those managers that likes to have a, a very close relationship with all these players. Whether you know, there's there's a lot of managers these days who are the, who are the complete opposite. So he definitely doesn't go as psycho um, in, <laughs> on the sidelines, apart from when he joins in the small side game. Oh, okay. Today. But um, no, yeah, he's a really enjoyable coach to um, to play for, and, and he's someone that um, you know wants to understand the players and and really understand exactly how the playing group's feeling and, and sort of act upon that, which is you know for all of us really good because it's um, you know it's difficult these days to, to have a manager who's, who's really understanding. So you know, I think some of the the times he's been punished on the sideline doesn't completely represent who he is day to day. So uh, he's a really good manager to have. So Adam Vinny here. So when he does play the the, the small sided games with you, is he a hog? Does he do step overs? <laughs> what sort? Of, is he flamboyant? Is he conservative? Has he got a heavy touch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he still thinks he's twenty six. He's like he plays centre back and starts trying to cry for the players and make <laughs> everyone. And to be fair, he's probably got one of the best touches in the team, which is... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Peter Philopoulos listens, mate. <laughs> now, Adam, it's Carlos. Uh, we we were lucky enough to see you play for Australia in the third game uh, against Spain in the World Cup in Brazil. Uh, it was it wasn't a great result for us, but it was great to see a young goal king like you uh, get your chance in such a big game. And we, we, to be absolutely you know honest with you, mate, the Diego's love guys who score for fun like you do, and you're a young bloke and sort of you're, you're great for the next generation of uh, soccer is coming through. But you went to Fulham after the World Cup, and you had a horrific time there with injury. Can you just give us an indication what your life was as an injured athlete? In a professional environment like uh, like Fulham, and uh, you know, of course, you went over to Scotland uh, as a lone player at one stage too. What was life like for you in a in a in a in a place that had high expectations for you? Because that's why they recruited you. Yeah, look, I mean, to be honest, it was it was a bit of a horrible time for me. Um, it's obviously a fantastic club with with a fantastic background, and at the time, it was sort of the perfect move for me. But obviously, injury. Um, uh, sort of, you know, changed all of that because I think once you go overseas, you understand that it's all about making a, a sort of immediate impact, especially when you go to a club, you know, with with expectations. So, I mean, it was just a difficult time, you know, rocking up sort of when you're injured there at the time. I was getting there eight and, and not sort of leaving until about six o'clock at night, just getting treatment and trying to do everything you can to get fit again and. But I just sort of had setback after setback and, and all of the little things that, you know, never normally go wrong just seemed to sort of go wrong for me at the time. And, um, you know, as positive as you try to stay, it's, it's a difficult time. So it was just sort of, it's hard to put my finger on it now, but I think just, you know, a mix of, of unlucky things that have happened with, you know, potentially the, the wrong timing of, of me, obviously, um, moving overseas. So I look back and, and it's definitely a great experience and, and I don't regret any of it, but... um you know, in hindsight, you know, it would have been lovely if, if I was able to sort of go over there and, and hit the ground running. But great experience for me and, and definitely something that's helped me in for, um, you know, future decision making and, and definitely, um, you know, body and, and injury wise. Now, Adam, in that environment, though, in a place like Fulham, and I expect it to be a lot, you know, similar to other, you know, professional uh, clubs at the high level in England and throughout Europe. Uh, do you feel a little bit, little bit forgotten when you're when you're sort of in the rehab and everyone else is training, especially when you haven't been able to really show everyone there what you're made of? Yeah, definitely. Um, especially, I think it's being in Australia. 
I've never had a long-term injury when I've been in Australia, um, but sort of when I've had, you know, those sort of small injuries, it's it's easier to sort of feel part of the group because it's a different culture here. And, and I think being an Australian, you're still always um, involved in, in some way or another. But over there, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's very easy to get to um, to sort of get forgotten about. And I think once you're over there, the, the longer you're out injured, the, the further down the, the pecking order you're going and it, and it sort of becomes a bit more of a lonely place because you're in a foreign country where you don't know anyone and, and everyone's sort of waiting to see what you do. But the, the longer you're out, um, you know, I guess the less focus there is because there's always new players coming in, especially in England. You've got players rocking up on, on loan or, or coming in as injury replacements, you know, like every every month. So there's always something sort of going on and, and I think that's that's sort of, you know, pretty standard for, for all big clubs in Europe. So it's definitely, um, you know, hard to, to stay focused and, and positive, I guess, when, you, when you're in a foreign country and are not able to prove yourself. Mm. Now, Adam, you were... You were going up in my estimation because I thought you were born in Newcastle and because you played for Newcastle, and I'm a Novocastrian myself by birth. But I understand that you were born in Perth, and that sort of matches with Peter Philopoulos saying that there's been a, a almost like a decision made in many ways that Perth try are trying to recruit the best local players or the players that have come from Perth back to the club. And I'm wondering... Do you think that makes a difference in terms of galvanising the team? Because Reese Williams and there's others that have come from come from Perth and have gone back there. Do you get that sort of sense of trying to build that sort of culture, us versus them, we're from Western Australia, that sort of stuff? Yeah, look, I mean, I think growing up and, and sort of coming through the Perth program, everyone always always knew or sort of um, thought that, that the club should just recruit all the best Perth players because it seemed year after year all of the best young players were sort of leaving Perth to go over east or or overseas and, and you know, more likely than not succeeding and, and sort of, you know, proving to, to the Perth fans and, and to their club, you know, that they they, they are sort of worth something or, or worth, a, you know, a spot in the team and, and things like that. So I think it was a long time coming and, and obviously when Peter come in, he, that was something he wanted to instill straight away. So... We started getting all the Perth local boys back, and, and I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's something that I always thought. So it was, it was something that I agreed with straight away, and and I think will definitely be good for the future as well because you need players who care about the club and, and want to p- play for the play for the badge because it's it's always going to be it's always going to take time for players to to grow a love for a for a you know a club when you when you're coming from over east or, or overseas or or anywhere you know sort of similar to my time at Newcastle you know by the end I, I loved the club but obviously when I when I first went there it takes a little little bit of time to sort of engage with with the fans to understand exactly what it's about so I definitely think it's, it's been a fantastic move and, and hopefully something that we can sort of keep on going because I think that's gonna, what's going to help the uh, the club succeed. Adam Vinny again now I just want to talk about your soccer experience given given your setup given that you were there when when Ange took us to the World Cup like we're on the cusp of a qualifier that's making some of the Diego's a little bit ner- nervous. Carlos is confident about the game against Iraq. The rest of us probably a little bit iffy only because we're third in the table at the moment. I just want to know, based on your experience with the Socceroos, how does how do the players prepare for it and how does Ange instill people with the mindset and the confidence sort of to go forth and, and do the job they need to do? 
Oh, look, I've always sort of said it. I think, um, you know, Andrew was the best uh, manager I was, I was able to experience in, in every way possible. And he always gets the right people as well to sort of make sure you can help prepare for the game and, and does everything. You know, it's, you know, he's so far ahead in terms of the steps and, and preparation that it's, you know, he helps you so much. But, you know, at the same time, like I've, I've sort of understood going to those, uh, you know, difficult places um, that it's it's never what you expect and it's always that little bit harder and and um i think you know we all need to understand that it's a, it's a very difficult task although i believe and i'm sure most of australia does that you know we're, we're going to be able to get the um you know the two wins in in this um in these rounds but um it's, it's a very difficult game but you know all faith if, if someone's able to do it then it's, then it's going to be the the setup they have now because everyone in in every role in the in the Aussie team is you know at the absolute elite level. So for all players, I think they'll prepare them exactly you know um, well as much as they can. Um, but it's always going to be difficult going to to countries like that in, in those tough conditions. Now, Adam, uh, you're you're a born goal scorer from from you know what we've seen. You're only 23 years old, but from a, the age of 17 when you you know break broke into the into the uh, A League and you, you almost started scoring goals straight away. And uh, and you just you just that natural goal scorer that every you know every coach loves having in their squad. Are you a firm believer that if you can score goals, you know, you know, like you do in Australia, as many as you do and as prolifically as you do? Are you a believer that if you go and play in Holland or if you go and play in England or anywhere around the world that eventually you'll still score goals there? Yeah, look, I mean, I think me as a goal scorer, I'm always going to think that. Um, and obviously every league is going to be, it's going to take time to to sort of fit into it. But I think goal scoring is goal scoring. If, if you can score goals in a, in a decent league anywhere, then you can you can probably score anyway. It's anywhere it's always going to take time to to fit in and, and understand the league but i think goal scoring second and none once you know how to find the back of the net um you know it's I, i've always said for me it's an obsession i think about it all day long and mm. i've thought about it every day for since i've been born i think so mm. that, that, you know it's, it's an obsession and, and something i always think about so i'm sure all the other goal scorers are the exact same and, and probably believe that you know if you can score in one league score in another no you feel <laughs> Vinny, Adam again, Adam, Vinny again. I, I'm, I'm collect, c- conducting research and I'm collating research for for a private study at the moment, and it's basically to do with penalties and who should take them. As a striker, do you prefer it when defenders take penalties? <laughs> if they're on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> so, you don't, so Adam, you don't have faith in defenders taking penalties because this is, makes a big. It makes Dino Gilbridge, surely he's going to be the guy that you're going to look to to take penalties. <laughs> look, to be honest, I've, I've seen some defenders take some unbelievable pen, penalties. I don't think it necessarily depends what, what position you're in. You know, Big Dino would go up there and thump it as hard as he can, so he, he'd probably score. But, you know, I think in our team, it's, yeah, I'm pretty confident when uh, Diego's taking it. <laughs> yes, you would be. Now, Adam, self-indulgent question from me. I'm actually heading over to England for a couple of weeks, and I'll be in London for a week after watching a few Liverpool games. Do you reckon yes. I'd get a ticket if I'd just rock up to Craven Cottage on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon to watch Fulham? And is it worth it? That's my first question. But my other two things, what's one thing you want? What's one thing I must do while I'm in London? <laughs> and one place you'd recommend for a beer or a, or a bite to eat? 
that's sort of off Broadway, you know, that I could go to and they wouldn't recognise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, you know, going to one of the Fulham games, it's a beautiful stadium and, and in one of the nicest areas. It, it backs on um, to the Thames there and, and, it's, and they still have um, all of the vintage seats that they've kept in there. So it's a pretty cool experience and, and the fans are great in a, in a fantastic area. You can walk to all the... The um the restaurants and bars after that um, definitely got to get down to to Jack's in Chelsea, which is sort of maybe five minutes from there. Okay. Um, get down for a bite to eat, and then next door there's a there's a nice little bar for you. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, I will yeah. do that. He'll, he'll get you'll get lost in the tube. Don't worry, <laughs> he won't make it there, mate. <laughs> he won't get out of Heathrow, Carlos. <laughs> and one last one before we let you go, mate. Uh, now people talk about. The, the, the prongs, the, the prolific prongs of victory in, uh, you know, in, in Troisi and Berisha and Ben Kalfalar and uh, Rojas. Oh, yes. But for me, Perth, when you guys get it right, it, there's yourself, there's Castro, there's Keogh and Harold. I mean, you guys, are, you know, like I said, when you're in form, uh, you're almost irresistible. Do you think you're reaching that point, you know, coming into the finals that you guys could do some damage, especially with that, you know, the prolific prongs that you guys have there at Perth? Yeah, look, definitely. I think it um, it definitely took us a while during the year um, due to a couple of little injuries that sort of um, house with us from sort of getting a you know a comfortable sort of front four, I guess, that we're able to gel with each other. But now we've sort of been playing um, week in, week out for for you know a fair few months. Now we're all feeling quietly confident, and you know, like you said, I think there's a lot of emphasis of obviously on victory's attack, which everyone knows is is you know one of the best in the league. Um, but I think it's you know probably working our advantage that sometimes there's there's not as much emphasis on us because we go into the games quietly confident, and I think we seem to show most weeks what we can do going forward. Um, it's always been a big talking point of ours to eradicate the mistakes at the back because we always know we're going to score goals. So I think we've we've sort of found our form um, in terms of attacking at the right time. So. I think going into the the finals, I think we could definitely be the the dark horse that sort of no one's necessarily expecting to sort of win it and um, you know surprise everyone who's who's sort of um, maybe forgotten about us a little bit. So I think we're going in there quietly confident at the moment. Well, Adam, uh, mate, you've got a big challenge this weekend against uh, Sydney FC at home, of course. Uh, if you can beat them at home, you could uh, really set yourselves up for a, a big tilt at the finals. And uh, uh, we wish you well for the rest of the season and, of course, this weekend. Perfect. Thanks very much, guys. On 11.16 SEN, the Four Diegos. Thanks for your company tonight, this Wednesday night. Uh, just enjoyed a great conversation with Adam Taggart. Uh, I'm and barracking for Perth now. Yeah, look. Good hey, man. What, what an impressive young swayed. man. Yeah, yeah. And, Vinny, you said during the break... We've had we've been lucky in the last ten weeks or so just to do a, a few of the Aussies abroad. Young guys, James Jecko, Diogo Ferreira, um, you know some of these young Matt well, Dierman. Matt Dierman last uh, week. Yeah, just yeah, really good characters and just guys who are really appreciative that people want to talk to them. Yeah. Just really great. Yeah, really Bruce enjoyed. Chitte was Chitte Bruce Chitte is another one. Um, yeah, Adrian Leia. Yeah, really yeah. great role models. And uh, that's the other thing. I don't think our game does enough with these guys. Uh, really bring them up. Maybe because we don't have the. They footy need shows. more exposure though, don't well, they? You know, we don't have the footy shows Vehicles and stuff for like exposure. that. Because I think some of these guys are as impressive as any. Uh, professional sportsman this country's ever produced to tell you the truth. Mm. Definitely. Mm. Great ambassadors for the sport. Yeah. Hey, just off the text message here on 0433 98 I said Fox Sports have got the uh, 
the World Cup qualifier tomorrow night, but so has um, Go, yeah. Channel Go, which is um, Channel on, 9, one of the minor channels. And by the way, they've got all the World Cup qualifiers yeah, course, for the no, rest no, of the course. campaign. Um, here we go. I feel for the Socceroos players. Might be uh, they might be declined entry to the USA in the future for travelling to Tehran. <laughs> a la Dwight York. Yes, Dwight York yep. was actually um, uh, refused entry. Ref- yeah, yeah. Was, was he completely refused oh, entry? I, I, or they yeah, just had a bit I don't of a, know. Bit of an issue with him. Yeah. Hi, former Disco Diego's. Yes, of course, because we don't do our Saturday nights uh, starting this week. But uh, Warren, best of luck on your trip to the Merseyside. You're a good man, Liverpool FC. And Melbourne City FC local all make sense. All the best. Maybe you should take Carlos Musket for some education <laughs> and baptise him. Have his victory tattoo removed. That's yep. uh, Tom in Greenvale. Where's Millwall, Carlos? Where you used to play? The hey. Den. The yeah, Den. Yeah, the Den. Where is that? Is that in it's, London? It's in London. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, I might go and watch where you played. But, but be careful because they're usually fighty West Ham fans. Oh, okay. Somewhere in yeah. some park around the place. Okay. Uh, which you get down to Wimbledon, the Wimbledon. old ground. I think yeah, yeah. Cold Blow Lane. Yeah, okay. Get down there. <laughs> no worries. Right? And just make sure you go there in the dark because there's a big chance that <laughs> someone will go you. come back. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, yes. Don't hey, um, Joe and Dingley, a major academy announcement uh, by Melbourne mm. Victory today. Uh, They're talking about a five-year strategic partnership with Victoria University. So there you go. That's to set up an academy. Well, remember we did in our Football Bosses series. Yes. We did. Yeah. It was mentioned. Yes, Ian Robson. We talked about it. And there was – so my wife is fighting it because we're locals, <laughs> local, Footscray locals, right. and she walks the dog down there at uh, oh, Footscray she'd have Park. To take, she'd have to take a, um, a bag now with her, wouldn't she? No, no, she always takes a bag. Oh, okay. and all that. But they're, they're looking the, – the, what's been published in the local papers there is this idea that Melbourne Victory will build their academy, equivalent to what Melbourne City has yeah, done yeah, in yeah, the yep, Trobe, yep, yep. their academy down at Footscray down Park. Down near Merv Hughes Oval. Absolutely, yep. down there. And uh, But that's dog-walking piece of land. Heaven. Yes, it is. And uh, there's a lot of upset protesters. Dog walkers. They're almost like the the Albert Park Grand Prix protesters. (laughs) There's there's not many of them, but they're going to stick with it, right? Or no no prison in the city of Wyndham My wife is is protesting it, but look, I'd like to see that space used for something that's really, really uh, exciting. And I think a Melbourne victory, uh, you know, some sort of academy down there, right next to uh, VUT, which is renowned internationally for its sports programs and stuff. Well, they were, makes a the lot Western of sense. Bulldogs yeah. lauded VUT for the yeah. sports science. Is there a difference between a partnership and a strategic partnership, Rodrigo? You're oh. you're the you've, you're the one with business acumen and <laughs> you know all about channel marketing and a number of other things. So <laughs> yeah, I thought strategic partnership. <laughs> like, you know, you know is there a difference there? Is Warren, there? You know how when you went to the formal, the girl just agreed to go with you because <laughs> yeah, she wanted to go to the that's formal. That's a partnership. That's a strategic partnership. <laughs> that's right. She doesn't that's really right. care. So, yeah. Rodrigo, would you enlighten me, please? Oh, no, it's, it's clear. You enlighten me on the Brazil trip with regards to channel marketing. <laughs> you're, so you're, thought, just, you're just deflecting at the moment because when, when City built theirs, you thought, well, no one's going to match City. But uh, I said at the time, how is Melbourne Victory going to respond? respond? Mm. And it's taken them a while, but, but they they're are. responding. They are responding. And they'll respond in a big way because suddenly that's central. You don't have to go out to the Trobe. I mean, with all due respect to our you friends, you don't go that the far show, on the holidays. Exactly, really. it's a, it's a bit of a way out, and I know some journo's don't like going out that far. But Footscray's right in the middle of the city, almost. You know, it's only five minutes out of the city. You build something spectacular there. Suddenly, uh, I think city. I'll be waiting for them to respond, Warren. 
Okay. Yes, so, but the the walk into the stadium, Carlos, with the angry dog dog walk. <laughs> that's true. That could be it. You've got to negotiate my wife and her dog walking. Could get friends, ugly. That's for sure. When Robbo gets involved, it's a strategic partnership. <laughs> okay, no when one of the underlings gets involved, yeah. it's just a partnership. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Anyway. No worries. Ah. Very good. And a strategic partnership <laughs> means that VUT are putting all their money in. Correct. Into it, it's, and it's, Victory are putting no money yeah, in. It's all, it's all to no, do no, that no was money. a clearer, more clearer explanation than your explanation yeah, about channel one. Oh, God. Channel marketing. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Hey, um, what else are we going to do? What about Aaron Moy and his uh, mm. uh, entry into the championship team of the season, the EFL uh, team of the season? What a fantastic um, accolade for Where's he Aaron go, Moy. Carlos? Well, Where's he go? I said on happening. Francis Lee's show today, oh, okay. would you agree that anyone who gets picked in the team of the year for the championship basically can play in probably three-quarters of the English Premier League teams? Yeah, yeah, you, no, no question. Outside the best, of the top six, yeah, if you, you're if, playing yeah, every if, week. If you can actually get picked in the team of the year in the championship, you're good enough to play EPL. Correct. So we can we we know for sure now that Aaron Moy has the stamina, he has the talent, he has the you know what it takes in English football to play in the EPL, which means. If he joins the right club next year, and I don't think it'll be Man City. I think Man City have said how fantastic he is just to get his price up, you know, for a transfer, to tell you the truth, to get that value up. And especially when Pep Guardiola says he's amazing, uh, that's, they're the terms he used. He said this week's game against Liverpool was the most joyous experience he'd ever had in football. Yeah, but I'm too, talking so about Aaron Moy. He overstates yeah, things. Uh, <laughs> for him to say that, I think uh, that's more about probably upping his transfer value. Now, if he picks the right club next year in the EPL, if that's where he's going to stay in England, he'll play regularly. But Carlos, and he plays regularly. Suddenly, he's way down the track for being our one-man golden generation uh, that we need to, uh, to develop uh, to catch up with the guys in 2005. If you're Aaron Moy right now, do you get a T-shirt printed that says, Pep says I'm amazing? Because <laughs> I would. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah but... I'm interested in this, and you're good about these decisions, Carlos. Huddersfield are likely to to make the playoffs or around the playoffs, which means they're a one in three chance of being promoted themselves. Even if they got promoted, would you be tempted to make a move to say, I'll use West Ham as an example, okay? Or would you be more tempted to stay with Huddersfield get promoted with them, probably knowing that you're going to at least start the season and get games, or are you tempted to not be caught in that promotion relegation sort of, you know, seesaw and and go to a solid team that's going to be mid-table where you might have to fight for your spot, but you establish yourself, you're not likely to, to be going down as soon as you're coming up. Look, for me, there's no... You're loyal while you're under contract with a club. Once that contract's over and he's a one-year loan from Man City, once that contract's over, there's no loyalty. You know, there's no sentiment when it comes to this. You go to you, – you consider every uh, club. And if a West Ham, for example, chances are West Ham aren't going to get relegated these days. They'll stay in the middle of the table. They might have a, a decent year. They might just you yep. know, be hovering above the relegation zone, but they're not going to get relegated these days. You go to a West Ham. And if you're getting regular game time in a club like West Ham, that's going to develop you. If you're struggling – Week in, week out with a Huddersfield, if they get promoted, they won't have the money to have a team that's going to stay up or, or, or create any damage in the EPL. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be hard to play in that midfield. They're, he's playing really well because they're an attacking team in the championship. They're a, a good team that's winning games, even though I think on the weekend they didn't go so well. But, uh, but generally, uh, they're a team that's had a good year, and it's 
much better to play as a midfielder in that circumstance rather than a team that's parking the bus every time and you're under the pressure all the time. Carlos, do you think a team like Leicester would, would could use someone like Moyboy just because oh, yeah. someone in the middle, they are an attacking team. I, I can see, and they're, you know, they'll probably not be relegated and have enough money you mean, Vinny, to any deal with team, Any team other than Chelsea, Man City, Man U, Tottenham, Liverpool, mm. any of those um, teams... Look, Everton might be a stretch, but anyone below that, I think he would revel in that situation. But not the teams that are looking to be relegated because that's going to be difficult for any midfielder to play in that sort of a team. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Just a little bit more to go um, on Warren's uh, last show for a little last while. Last show. Marie wants to know, uh, Warren, if you're going to the Everton versus Liverpool game. I am. That is the Merseyside derby. Merseyside yeah. derby, yep. And I uh, am. Now, looking forward to that. And uh, uh, should be a big game. And uh, we'll get you, of course, uh, you know, from from the UK a If I consent to answer the call, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll get me. You'll Will you be name-dropping? Because <laughs> over the years, we've interviewed a number of uh, Liverpool players. What Craig person Johnson. could I Cra- name-drop? Craig to, Johnston. Oh, good, yeah. We've interviewed him. He's a time. <laughs> well, he's an Overcastrian too, he, like myself. Yeah, even Ian Rush. We've Ian interviewed Rush, Ian yeah, Rush. Yeah, Peter yeah. Beardsley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve yep. McMahon. Yes. Um, who else? We, over the years, we've interviewed Sam Allardyce. Well, he's not Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, but... Harry Kuehl, we've... we've uh, yeah, Harry Kuehl, have we? Yeah. Oh, over the years. Mark Bosnich, I know. Yeah, but he's not Liverpool. <laughs> but he's known, I suppose. Are you, are you with us right now or not? <laughs> I'm mentally out of here. Yeah. Mark Viduka scored four yeah. against Viduka Liverpool. Viduka scored four against Liverpool in yeah. probably the greatest game ever played by a set of Australians. So, Warren, should I give you a recorder? No, don't. To go and record no, no, no point. Well, well, I'm asking that question because you've actually been sent to do that before and you forgot you know, to press play. I, no, but what would happen is I'd go down, <laughs> say I'd rush down to the sides to get Jurgen Klopp. Yep. And I'd probably find my way on the pitch, and then I'd probably find my way into a divvy van. So, yep. no, no, look, Carlos, I want to immerse myself <laughs> without distraction. Hey, a couple of big games yep. uh, this weekend. The A-League, of course, continues. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. Big game. Play host to uh, Melbourne City. City might win, but Wanderers are improving. It's going to be a big, mm. big game. And, of course, uh, Melbourne victory go to Brisbane and take on Brisbane Ooh. Raw. Yeah. Oh, an angry, angry ang- Brisbane yeah. angry. A couple of sides that have got a few players out. Yep. Hey, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for your company. So remember, Cutalosh. We're a Puerto Rican girls. Hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever Samba, Rumba and La Bamba, we'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be there. there. We are the Four Diego. Olay.